0: Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist and now a health coach based in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. I started this podcast in 2020 to help you live a better life and we're doing it today. We're taking a deep dive into menopause and if you blush easily, you might want to turn the sound down. That's because integrative nutritionist Esther Blum, guides us through a few steps to ease the transition. She's an author of several books, but who doesn't love the name, See You Later, Ovulator. She's got a ton of resources, including a mocktail recipe, and you'll get to meet her right after this. Happy World Carnivore Month, everybody. That's for me, Lisa Fisher, who eats a meat-based diet. And I do that when I dine out at David's Burgers. It makes it very easy. David's Burgers has 10 locations in central Arkansas. You know the Bubba's family for the delicious foods that they've been serving here for 10 years, and even before that, up in Russellville. But let me tell you this. The best way to celebrate World Carnivore Month is through a catered meal from David's Burgers. It might be at the office. It might be you and some friends. You can do big, you can do small. They are prepared for any of it. They would like a 36-hour notice, but you can go online to davidsburgers.com catering and get all the deets. I'm looking at them now. I'm looking at the box lunch. That's parties of 10 to 25. I'm looking at the burger bar. I think that's very clever. And you've got the add-ons. You can do the party room. You can do whatever you want. They're always thinking of the customer because the customer is always right at David's Burgers. I just went there last night for dinner because I was talking about David's Burgers. And then I said, let's go get a burger and with the cheese and the mushrooms and the onions. And it was perfection. Davidsburgers.com. Guess what I'm doing, people, in January for 2023? I'm finally taking the Dutch test that I've talked about for so long, the dried urine test for comprehensive hormones, and I'm doing it through compounding at cornerstone.com. It's a pharmacy in central Arkansas, but any of my listeners can score 20% off the test Guys, that's a big savings. That's why I've put it off. It was you know, typically a, lo- a lot more than it is, but I'm saving 20% because I went to cor- compounding at cornerstone.com and I request a test and consultation under our services. So you click our services, hormone therapy. I'm there right now looking at it and I'm getting the Dutch test. So with the Dutch test, I'm uh, going to send that in like in a day or two, and then I'll meet with Allison. And then my provider here in Arkansas, can you know maybe tweak my hormones or wherever you are you can take that intel to your provider and if you don't have one and you're in arkansas they can help you if you're outside of the state because of state laws they can't do that but you could at least have the information we always say in functional medicine test don't guess compounding at cornerstone.com they're the people you turn to you also get 20 percent off on any purchase that you find online the magical word to put in your coupon code is lisa lisa compounding at cornerstone.com she won most talkative in high school and she has been running her mouth ever since welcome to the lisa fisher said podcast with your host lisa fisher Okay, kids, you're going to love this guest just because of the title of the book, See You Later, Ovulator. I mean, it makes everybody sing the tune in their head. And uh, Esther Bloom, I love what you're doing. I love what you're championing, that you are helping the Lisa Fishers of the world. or Maybe the Esther Blooms now. Tell me how you got involved in women's health like this.
1: Well, you know, women by nature uh, are really the ones who fill a lot of medical practices. And yes. I've been serving menopausal women since uh, I would say the early 2000s. Um, but, you know, as you go through it yourself and really see more and more and more cases and do comprehensive testing, then you're like you bec- you literally uh get on fuego, on fire and light up. And I got to the point, what really was the tipping point for me with this book was just case after case, human after human who I spoke to, who was just so egregiously gaslit at the doctor and Miriam Webster dictionary, by the way, gaslighting is the most popular word in merriamwebster.com. Is that right? Uh, of 2022. Yes. And the back of my book has a banner that says gaslight free zone <laughs> Um because women were so it just the tales that I heard and my own experiences. I mean, case in point, I went to the doctor yesterday. I seriously thought I had a cyst that ruptured on one of my ovaries. I was in excruciating pain, like a week straight of cramps every night, not during the day, just at night. And uh, I go to the doctor and she asks me if I have a new sexual partner and if she should test me for chlamydia. And I was like, no, I need an ultrasound. And I also think I have like some cystic breasts going on. I need ultrasounds. And like they were like, great, come back in three weeks.
0: Did you hand her your book and tell her to shove it up her butt? Yeah, <laughs> shove it up
1: her hoo ha. Like yes, it. her yeah. ovaries.
0: She was just so. It wasn't Sheesh. my regular
1: doctor. My yeah. regular doctor, I think, would have, but there was no, hey, this is part of perimenopause. Right. Hey, this is this. And the nurse practitioner said, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going through the same thing. But there was no solution. And I, I just observed, right? I'm a good studier of people. And I just observed and processed it and came home and was like, we're all still here yeah. in this. And menopause care is not being taught in medical schools either. So I was like, I'm going to use my platform to get the messaging out there and help people understand the tests that I do in practice so they can either come to me or find a doctor in their area who can run the proper tests, give them the tools they need to manage menopause and understand the diet and lifestyle and stress management pieces as well. And like, Every woman deserves exquisite care and we should not have to learn more about
0: menopause through YouTube and Instagram, but that is where we are right now. It's the one thing that I know if I post about, I just, um, did a reel on my Instagram yesterday about a a day in the life of, of my hormones. And that is I was getting my pellet. I only have the pellet for estradiol because the testosterone is too much for me it's just the way we metabolize things and we're all different and that i was showing that i use testosterone transdermal and progesterone capsule and uh one reply just said no one discusses this no one talks about our options except for the one big pharma option and if you don't there is a there is a practice uh practitioner in little rock arkansas who if you even ask about bioidentical she'll tell you this i'm not your that's the door not even that these are the options. Sure, it's okay if you don't do it, then I understand. Just like a dentist might not use the same type of cavity treatment that you want, the, the dentist would say, you know what, I don't provide that, but I can maybe help you with that. No, this doctor tells people that's the door and don't bring it up again, which it, it's not the way that anyone should be treated. We shouldn't be penalized for just asking. So tell me about the testing you do. What What's your go-to?
1: Yes, so I do three types of tests um, in practice. The first is blood test recommendations. Um, and these need, the blood tests do need to be uh, requisitioned by your doctor. Right. Um, but I do run a really comprehensive panel of blood tests. And for those of you who are driving listening to this, rest assured these panels are in my book as well. Um, but I really look at insulin markers and how your body is handling you know, your fasting blood glucose, Fasting insulin and your A1C, because that's going to give me a really clear picture of how or why you're storing body fat, especially if it's around your midsection. It can give me a window into your cortisol as well, which is a stress hormone. Which you know, too cortisol is like Goldilocks, right? Too much and you can store a lot of fat around your midsection. Too little and you're exhausted and can have mm-hmm. insomnia. Mm-hmm. Can have insomnia on either end of the spectrum. So you really want it to be just right. Uh, So I also do a comprehensive thyroid panel, and a lot of doctors will just run TSH, which is thyroid-stimulating hormone. That's about a sixth of the picture with thyroid hormones. Um, And so I do comprehensive thyroid. I look at autoimmune markers. I look at your vitamin D, magnesium, and zinc, and I look at cardiac risk factors. I worked in cardiology units the first five years of my career before I was in functional medicine. And... I if I was a doctor, I would have gone into cardiology. I think it's fascinating. And Hmm. yeah, I love cardiology. And there's so much that you can do um, to fight inflammation in the vascular uh, arena. And and post-COVID, I just got back from a conference and heard Dr. Mark Houston speak. He's an integrative cardiologist who runs the Hypertension Institute uh, at Vanderbilt. And he was talking about. The fact that COVID is really um, pro-inflammatory, you can have you know microclots forming, and the uh, the COVID um, uh, molecules adhere to the cardiovascular walls. So we really want to look at cardiac risk factors, especially in given COVID, and. Um, in general because if you can uh, so much of what we have and what I see in perimenopause and menopause is reversible
0: it is fixable that's very encouraging you have encouraging. to understand what you're fixing yeah that's yes. very encouraging yes. to hear that
1: okay yes. so
0: in blood testing because I do love me a fasting insulin once Dr. Yeah. Bickman explained that and why we get sick it's the one go-to because I am a health coach that I have everybody and including myself it's the first thing I when I after I read the book I came back to Arkansas, saw my uh, nurse practitioner who does functional medicine. And I was, I've been fasting for, I started my sixth year, you know, my sixth birthday was the other day. So long time intermittent (laughs) faster. So my fasting insulin would be, is low. You know, it's like 2.2 or so, but it, it is such a barometer of so many people's mm-hmm. health, as you know. So when do you start getting nervous? Dr. Hyman used to say we like it at five or six, but then I heard someone, either Bickman or someone the other day said, we really don't even like it between six and 12. That it's yeah. starting to, it's it's a warning sign that things aren't sign. great. So what do you think on that number?
1: Yeah, I, I concur. I really, I don't like it too high at all. And A1C too, I really want like well below 52 I and fasting, um, glucose, I really love. I mean, I 70s are wonderful. Yeah. I'll take the 80s right now. Most people I see are, you know, 90 and up. Um, and the good news is, you know, it's so treatable. I mean, if you take a walk for 10 minutes after a meal, you will lower your sugar by 17%. Isn't like, that crazy? You just have to get up off your ass I know. and right. walk, right? And like, walk the dog for 10 minutes take a break during uh you know during take take movement breaks during your day just do 10 squats you know it's like so easy to fix I think
0: that's so much is lifestyle, right? It mm-hmm. is. And I think that's so manageable for people when mm-hmm. you hear people say, we've got to get 10,000 steps. Well, so many people go just pass me the Cheetos. I, I don't know. I'm not going to get 10,000 steps in, but if you start telling people, you know what, get up in the morning, get 10 minutes of sunlight as the sun rises and walk while you're out there, walk the dog, right? So many people have an animal or go get the paper or, or go see your neighbors or something. And then at lunch, take a break walk. That's another 10 minutes. And then another 10, you know, and then it just, it's cumulative. It adds up. Will you get 10,000 steps? I don't know. Cause I'm, I'm not on that paradigm to count that kind of stuff. I just know if you can stay active, you can do so much yeah. to mitigate insulin. This is what's so crazy about insulin is, you know, it's both our enemy and our advocate. Like we have to have it to live. Every cell has to use it, but even that much, too much, and I'm using the smallest fingers, is too much. It could be, I mean, deadly. It could change the course of your life. I mean, that's, I, right. that's not an overstatement. So insulin it is double-edged sword.
1: Yes. And again, you know, uh, if you can't get 10,000 steps, you know, you can hop on a a spin bike. You can jump rope. You can lift weights, which, by the way, oh, yeah. weightlifting also. I mean, talk about a metabolic driver of insulin. The more muscle you have, the more insulin sensitive you are, and the more carbs you can tolerate. Which, hello, right. how much fun is that? Right. Um, <clears throat> and again, you know, you can do twenty minutes, two to three times a week is really all it takes. You don't have to be lifting long periods of time and, you know, you don't have to have like the best workout every time. Right. You just have to be consistent uh-huh. in doing it. And, you know, I always tease my mom because she's, she's taken on exercise later in life. And I say, well, half-assed is better than no-ass, mom. So, <laughs> right.
0: Because you don't want a I've big seen, ass. <laughs> you don't want a big ass. Right. Yeah. So half-assed well, we is have fine. The, <laughs>
1: We have the Jewish ladies' disease. No acetol, yes. so it's like flat, you know. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's all it. Every bit counts, and there's research studies to show people in their 90s can build
0: muscle. That's amazing. so it is never too late. Never. Okay, so you came. You come from the dietitian academia, right? So a lot yeah. has changed in your world because when I got diagnosed with thyroid disease in 2003 and I gained that that 15 pounds the one that hung around until I started fasting and started eating more of a carnivore diet um my I remember the ender because an endocrinologist uh treated me and he had a dietitian because he sees so many type 2 diabetics and I remember her saying now this is what you're going to eat five times a day or six times it was it was like five or six times a day and never let yourself go get hungry always so i before i went to bed i would eat an apple because angela told me to then the morning i would eat you know oatmeal which is all that's crap now like that grosses me out that i haven't ate it and then i did this i did this and i would go back like then i think in the very beginning i was going back every three months for my lab work and It took a minute for my lab work to improve until I got on Armour thyroid or NP thyroid, the complete thyroid medicine. But my weight did not budge for 20 years until or 15 years until I started fasting. So when did you start? Because you come from, I'm sure, the school of that you were supposed to eat five times a day. Now you're telling people we're not married to that. So what are you telling people now as part of how many times a day they should eat?
1: It really depends on the individual, but I work a lot more fasting into it for sure. I mean, at minimum, you know, a 12 hour fast uh, from, you know, after dinner to the next meal uh, at the next day at breakfast. Some of my and and it, it depends where you are in your cycle. I have found menstruate and there's very little studies. I mean, when I wrote Hello. Cave Women Don't Get Fat, which is my prior book oh, to what this book is one. that? What's that called? It's called Cave Cave Women Don't Get Fat. It's a, a
0: paleo diet book. Another for women. great title. Yes.
1: Thank you. And so I looked at 73 studies. 13 were done on women and the subject of intermittent fasting. Right. So I can tell you, you know, I've been in practice over 27 years, and here's what I observe, because I have my own little study going on here. Um is that the first half of your cycle, you're gonna be much more insulin sensitive and tolerating fasting better than the second half of your okay. cycle. Menopausal women tend to tolerate fasting better than perimenopausal women, depending where they are oh, okay. um, in their cycle. And in terms of thyroid function, some people with thyroid poor, poorly performing or underperforming thyroids don't do well with fasting. Others do really well with fasting. So we do a lot of experimenting. Some women do well, again, with uh, 12-hour fasts, 15-hour fasts, 18-hour fasts. Other women in my practice do well with the 5-2 method Mm -hmm. where you eat business as usual five days a week. Two days a week, you have one meal that's 500 calories, which is usually like a chicken breast, two cups of veggies, and a half a cup of starch, Mm -hmm. complex starch. Mm -hmm. So... It really depends on the individual, depends on, you know, I look at their cortisol, too. Sometimes we really need to put some adrenal support in place, which also supports the thyroid before we take on fasting. And some people don't need to fast at all to lose fat. They just adjust their ratios of protein to carbs and really optimize their protein intake, which ends up being for most women around four to six ounces a meal. If you're if you're eating two meals a day that's like five to seven ounces of protein at those two meals um, and then making sure that your protein ratios are much higher than your carbs. So if you're getting you know 120 grams of protein to 150 grams your carbs are 100 to 120. And then um, if you do have carbs, you know, I do prescribe them with dinner because you're much more insulin sensitive later in the day than earlier. But I'm talking a cup of sweet potato sure. or butternut squash and with a protein and fibrous veggies, not on its own. Well, you know, so that's those are one kind thing. of the rules
0: that really help with fat loss for my clients. That's one thing that the glucose goddess, I think, really put a spotlight on is um, her food stacking. Is that what she calls it? When she says to open your eating window, whatever that is, with protein Mm -hmm. and fat and then carbs and simple carbs. And she goes, and if you want fruit, fruit, she says, have it at the end, not grab an apple at two in the afternoon in between your meals, That's right. which is really a paradigm shift for all of us because we were also told eat this but if you want a snack here's a bowl of fruit which now we know is too much now we understand that it's signals too much insulin and our glucose levels come up and but I'd never thought of that until she kind of lined it out I went oh that makes sense so and it's also I'm a grandmother when my grandchildren come over now Mm -hmm. if they come over and they want something to eat I'm like how does peanut butter sound? Or a piece of turkey or some cheese? And then you can because they're like, I thought we we're supposed to be eating uh pears around here. I go, oh, at the end. At the end. So it's I think it's just changed the way we approach the valuable things on our plate. Absolutely. And you know, the best way to really
1: biohack this is to slap on a continuous glucose monitor for two weeks, and you'll know really quickly. You know try eating fruit on an empty stomach try eating turkey on an empty stomach or roast beef or cheese and really compare um the values or try having fruit at the end of your meal Mm -hmm. and seeing what happens there you'll know real quick what works for you and what doesn't but then there's the non um you know non-metric or less metric uh qualifications like energy hunger cravings. Mm. You may find, you know, once your
0: appetite's really well controlled, that's how you also know your blood sugar is usually in check. So the signs that you are insulin resistant include constant hunger, feeling, is it poor sleep? Yeah. Well, is it also feeling sleepy after a meal? People I have a client that says she gets sleepy after a meal. Is that, does that a sign that she might be insulin resistant?
1: It, it can be. Yes, absolutely. Because you're, you instantly g- commit carbocide, you know, you go into carboside. a bit of a carb coma.
0: <laughs> oh man, that would be a great death though.
1: I mean, a I piece know. of chocolate oh, my cake,
0: I, I could do it. Oh, yeah.
1: please. <laughs> I, I'm talking like pasta carbonara no. at Rayo's in Vegas. That would be my like death row meal. Egg, exactly. But, but you know, um, yes, so and also hot flashes uh, and you know, disrupted sleep insomnia. it's when you clear up blood sugar issues, the hot flashes really, really subside. That's why sugar is so pro-inflammatory and really triggers hot flashes. Um, so all of those can be signs of insulin
0: resistance for sure. That's something that uh, since I started fasting, probably when I was beginning menopause or, I maybe I was postmenopausal then, but I've mm-hmm. never had a hot flash. And Jen Stevens says part of her research is that it reduces our hot flashes. So I, I, you know, that that's another nod to okay, fast. That's why fasting works for me. But now when we talk about a cycle, because the crazy thing about menopause is once you're there, you forget what your body was like when it was. Um, a menstruating fool. Like I, it's like, I have no recollection <laughs> of periods and cramps. So when I have these younger girls, Ugh. you know, come to me and say, what about fasting during my cycle? I know Mindy Pell's is kind of cautious about it. Is it because, yes. is it the connection? So progesterone, does it dip in the second half? Yes. So is it tied to them progesterone? Cause it's around that time that people will say, I have harder or I'm sorry. They've told me the week before their cycle, they have harder time fasting. So yes, what's it tied exactly.
1: to?
0: Yeah, it is. A, I mean, it's it's
1: also a, a real decline in estrogen too. Okay. Um, and you know, it's it's the whole one-two punch of declining estrogen, progesterone, and your blood sugar is tied to that. So you do get more hypoglycemic, more shaky. That's why I have women. Really try and double up on protein. There's always that like two to three day period where you're just ravenously hungry yes. and you are actually your metabolic rate does speed up by a couple hundred calories those days. Mm-hmm. So use that opportunity. I'm like, this is the time to go, you know, have a can of tuna fish on hand or some leftover steak or chicken, and around three PM, you pound that down so that you're not crashing the rest of the day and you get a better sleep at night. Um and that that really makes a huge difference and it will cut your cravings too i mean you know protein is going to raise and sustain your serotonin and dopamine so you you most people who have cravings just simply aren't eating enough protein it's often the vegetarians uh who you know or low people who just are afraid to eat a lot of protein you know they're having one egg in the morning or like a yogurt, and then, you know, lunch is salad, plus or minus a protein, and dinner's balanced. Once you bump up your protein to like 40 to 50 grams at breakfast, the rest of the day
0: is going to be easy street. It really will be. I would say that even for me to adopt more of a meat-based diet, and I'm doing it to heal my one remaining autoimmune condition I have, and it's vitiligo, and it's repigmenting slowly, but you know I'll be on the planet another forty years. I mean y'all, you can't get rid of me, <laughs> so I'm not in a hurry. But I've reversed all my other autoimmune conditions with fasting and my lifestyle. Um, but I've yeah. noticed since I adopted that that all of my sugar cravings have just about dissipated until mm. I eat sugar again. If I eat sugar again, then it spawns it. So after Thanksgiving, then I wanted a yeah. little bite of sweet for several days, or. If I have, yeah. you know, a treat, it spawns it. But if instead I eat eggs and bacon and beef and I get some local uh, raw yogurt from my dealer, um, then I My know, dealer. I <laughs> Girl, I've got so many my dealers dealer. right now.
1: Does he like open up his coats and there's just like packets of
0: yogurt hanging out the sides? There might you know? be a van and a kroger parking lot with a pager <laughs> number yes but oh because God. in arkansas it's against law to sell raw milk so mm-hmm. you know i, I so can, silly yeah it, so silly i mean it's just so silly uh, i can't even get into i mean it just makes me so angry but i noticed though that if i stock up on that then i'm not looking around going mm, i need a little you know that feeling of i need a little bite of something sweet
1: Yes. Oh, please. Yes. Uh, Same thing. Yeah. I had some sugar over Thanksgiving and, uh, yeah, I definitely felt myself wanting it or the same thing. Like if I have a cocktail the next night, I'm like, Ooh, time for cocktails. And I'm like, (laughs) no, no, no. Like just cut it off and, uh, get back on the horse. And then the craving passes. And that's the thing too, with sweet cravings. If you can just offset it or have a spoon of nut butter instead, or just wait for like 20 minutes or go brush your teeth. It does pass. It does pass. And um, cinnamon tea, licorice tea, those all really help with cravings. Or my favorite, what I'm drinking now is just good old hot water with lemon. And that sour really just wipes out the desire for sweet for me. Um, But if that doesn't work, my other go to is a tablespoon of glutamine powder and water up to three times, or
0: heavy cream oh, up to three times a day. Okay. And that will like knock out your cravings really quickly. Tell me what the glutamine does then.
1: Well, it stabilizes your blood sugar mm. really quickly. And it's just, this is a trick I learned from the late Charles Poliquin. He was always talking about putting glutamine in heavy cream. It's fat, and a little protein, but it also heals inflammation in the gut. Oh, that's powerful.
0: uh, Works really well. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing you were mentioning about the alcohol, I have started drinking the mocktails that you can get in cans. Mm -hmm. I have a dealer for that too, because you can't find it anymore. (laughs) And uh, because it's got adaptogens, it's got other things. You serve that over ice and maybe salt the rim in a lime. It's delicious. It's delicious. It's a wonderful thing. And I've totally eliminated my desire for hooch. Like, and I don't know where it happened. It's not a pious thing. It's not a righteous thing. It's, I truly don't even think about it.
1: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And those adaptive genic herbs too, you know, really, um, make a huge difference because they take the edge off your stress. So you don't feel like you need to numb yourself with alcohol, but you can just naturally chill out. So I do. I like to. There's a, a couple I use. Um, shout out to Wild Women. It's W I L E. And they make unanger and unworry pictures. Oh, textures, that's
0: great. Which
1: is so nice. And I put those in my um, either do shots before bed if I'm feeling anxious or just at night when I want to take the edge off, have a stressful day. Yeah. Um, and the other company I love, um, they're called Rock Grace. And they, same thing, they uh, infuse. Rose water with crystals and ashwagandha. Yeah. They really, I, their crystals are stunning. And they let them charge in the sun, put them in the rose water. Wow. And they are sold in bottles. It looks like wine. It looks like rosé, but it tastes so wonderful. And I did a book signing in New York <clears throat> and served it. I didn't serve any alcohol. I just served the rose water. And everyone was like, this is freaking awesome. Spell that like, name See? for me. Rock as in. R-O-C-K. As in, okay. Okay. R-O-C-K and Grace okay. as in amazing. I'm putting all this yeah. in show
0: notes too. Um, yeah,
1: I, I love, I don't, you know, I don't get compensated. I just really right. like these products because, you know, if they can make your life better and easier and make you feel like you're still participating socially and not just standing there with nothing, no, always have a substitute and You'll be amazed when you're the person who says they're not drinking. A lot of people that are like, oh, thank God, I don't feel that pressure to drink either. And it's not I can't drink. It's that I don't drink. Because guess what else? Like alcohol really triggers hot flashes and it raises your circulating estrogen for four to six hours after one cocktail. So that means you're spending like 25 percent of your day in an estrogen dominant state with every cocktail. And you don't want that. Yeah. I'm a lady in perimenopause. Let me tell you, the estrogen roller coaster is so real and so challenging. So like alcohol, good luck sleeping that night. And yeah. um, it's just, it's awful.
0: Yeah. And <clears throat> I, I have read that the older we get, the less we're really able to tolerate it. And yeah. it's yeah. not fun. I mean, we're a cheap date, that's for sure. Cause it's one. I know. But the other thing is well. sparkling water is always good with uh, like a yes. ranch water, but without the tequila. <clears throat> and again, you still have the bubbles. You still have the salt. I love the salt on the rim. That's one thing I really crave just as a faster because intermittent faster. Cause I may not get enough electrolytes. It's, it's salt.
1: So glad you brought this up. So let's talk about like another amazing DIY mocktail that you can do okay. at home. That's going to support your adrenals and your blood sugar in 12 ounces of water. Um, You add um, an eighth of a teaspoon of salt. You can, if you want, add an additional electrolyte packet. You don't have to. Um, And the juice of half a lime. And you shake it really well over ice on the rocks. And you drink that throughout the day. A, it will really help heal your adrenals if you have a flat cortisol curve. Um, B, it will give you really nice energy. And C, it will keep you hydrate up yeah. because the sodium will make the water stay in your cells uh, longer. It absolutely hydrates it you.
0: Ac- It actually made my mouth water. You're just saying all that. There is <laughs> s- something. <laughs> it's like a margarita, it, it, but
1: no tequila. Totally.
0: And you don't have a headache the yeah. next day. And <laughs> it's the right. sleep interruptions that happen that my husband and I have said, well, if we're going to drink, we're going to have to do it Saturday at noon so that it doesn't bother exactly. us later. Because it's it's it uh, something happens and it's awful. Because once you're awake, once you're yeah. perimenopausal and you're awake, you are awake. You will not go to bed. You are bed. awake. I need a show of hands of those of you looking for comfort food this time of year. I think it's everybody who's listening. Colder months, we want delicious foods and you combine it with Ralston Family Farms rice and you have yourself a winner. Something the entire family will like. I'm on Ralston's website right now. This should be one of your favorites because of the recipe section. Brittany, their daughter-in-law, Robin and Tim's daughter-in-law, does a lot of the recipes there. In fact, the entire family chips in, you know, 10 generations of farmers there in North Central Arkansas and the whole family's working. But these recipes, OMG, the white chicken chili, delicious. The some kind of good grits casserole, Okay, that one I'm saving. I did cheese grits for Christmas. Everybody loved it, but I'd like to, you know, kind of mix things up. Nature's Blend Hummus Bowl. These are all on their website. And their website is where you can order the Ralston Family Farms rice or find out where maybe a grocery store near you has it. I get asked that all the time in central Arkansas, but wherever you are listening right now, check them out, order some rice. Everybody's happy. RalstonFamilyFarms.com. Hey, friends, if you've listened to this podcast at all, or you know me personally, you know that I've been on a quest to eliminate toxic substances from my life. I threw out the plastic cutting board. I don't use um, phthalates and fragrances, especially in skincare products. That's why I've switched over to everything at Beauty Counter. Yeah, Beauty Counter, beautycounter.com slash Lisa Fisher. That's the website that people talk about from the Environmental Working Group, EWG. They're all EWG approved. Most items you get anywhere else are not. They rate them from one to five, one being good. Beauty counter is a one. Most of the things you get at the grocery store, Walmart, wherever, they're fours and fives, meaning they're toxic for your skin, for your health. They could cause weight gain. They could attack your thyroid. Yeah, you see, it's everywhere. So get rid of the cutting boards, the plastic ones, and get the bamboo ones. And, but then shop with me. Go to beautycounter.com slash Lisa Fisher, and you can see the products you can get there. Now, they don't have everything, but everything they have, I'm using. Find out more by going to the show notes. Link is there, or beautycounter.com slash Lisa Fisher.
1: That's right. And it's like, I know, I really don't drink much unless I know I can nap the next day, because it just takes me down. It's like, I don't even have time. And I really don't crave it either. To me, the coolest thing about really cutting back on alcohol was just really, A, forcing myself to find coping mechanisms like meditation, hot baths, reading, just really giving myself permission to have a lot of downtime to recharge in the evenings. you know, I leave my phone upstairs if I go downstairs, just like cutting off, you. putting my phone on. Do not disturb. Yeah. Um, but also I notice like such a burst in creativity and flow and, uh, you know, I'll journal at night. Like things just come out and you're not interrupting your thoughts being hung over and exhausted all the time. You're much clearer. A lot less irritability, mm-hmm. too, because alcohol can make you very irritable the next day. That's when I really started cutting back. Because I was like, my, fa- I'm not nice to my family the
0: day after I yeah. drink,
1: and that's not fair to anybody. The
0: lack of sleep so. is really something that is such a bumpy road during that time and until, uh, for me, until I can have, you know, personally, against bio-individual, my bioidentical hormone pellet then it gets my sleep back on the cycle. That's how I know I'm low mm-hmm. in my estradiol pellet. I wake up in the middle of the night to pee a lot. It's nighttime mm-hmm. polyuria, um, which yes. is common. And my other one is waking up and not fall. That feeling of not falling back to sleep mm-hmm. angers you almost because your husband's asleep, the kids are asleep, the dog's asleep. <laughs> you're the only one. You feel like the only one. And then you're, you feel wrecked the next day. So the options women have now, because we do know that they have them. Big Pharma actually, you know, has an option for you. I've chosen a different path. And then there are some people that are just using probably herbs and tinctures and other things. (laughs) Let's go down that path. What are some things women can do who think, you know what, I don't have the money. Because bioidentical hormone replacement therapy can be costly. Because, you know, if you're doing it quarterly or every six months. So let's talk about other options that maybe are more affordable.
1: Well, and so guess what? Like, you can get bioidentical progesterone that's Prometrium. It's a capsule at the drugstore. Prescription's about 3 or $4.
0: Oh.
1: Uh-huh. And an estrogen patch is, you know, at least partially bioidentical that you get from a regular pharmacy okay. as well. Okay. So testosterone cream is not approved for FDA use in women, so that you cannot get covered under insurance. I know. That's a transdermal cream. Um, And DHEA is a supplement that you can, that's not terrifically expensive, and you you can take that orally. And that's over the counter. Uh, But let's say that you do not want hormones, you are concerned about cancer risk, you've been through cancer, and your doctor is saying, absolutely not. Then um, let's work from the bottom up. So vaginally, you can do uh, uh, vaginal rejuvenation laser therapy. There are FDA approved devices. You do want to work in a practice that's very experienced because if you go online, you'll read scary stories uh, that cause scarring and burning. But you can absolutely work with a doctor who does this regularly, very gentle, low dose Therapy. What it does is it rebuilds the collagen in the vaginal walls, so you can actually produce lubrication naturally. You eliminate dry, painful sex, but also you eliminate the risk of of bladder atrophy. Oh, and mm. yes. you know that and the nocturia. Yes. You also do want to work with a pelvic floor therapist. I call mine my magician. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You want to make sure that you are, if your pelvic floor muscles are weak, it's harder to pee and poop. Yep. Um, it can be harder to have an orgasm. Um, so you, And if your pelvic floor muscles are too tight, then it's harder to empty your bladder. Your bladder can't expand all the oh. way if the walls are con- constantly closing in. So you want to work with a pelvic floor therapist who does go in, and obviously it's done by other women, Um, but goes intravaginally and can work gently at, um, either releasing trigger points and you can use a a wand at home too. Um, or, you know, she'll also teach you muscle, uh, uh, exercises, physical therapy on how to either relax pelvic floor muscles or tighten them depending on what you need. And it's hip bridges and squats and lunges and clamshells things that really work your glutes um make a huge difference so that's number one number two is um maca is a wonderful supplement that has been shown in about 80 percent of women to reduce hot flashes and really nourishes the adrenals it's a great overall tonic but to reduce hot flashes I also love something called rapontic rhubarb and again this is all in my book too um rapontic rhubarb primrose oil Um, And again, if you just ditch alcohol and caffeine and, like, eat a high-protein diet, you're going to have a huge improvement in your hot flashes right then and there.
0: Um,
1: B-complex, very important for helping your uh, liver detoxify your hormones. Um, Also nourishes the adrenals. Fiber from cruciferous vegetables uh, and flax seeds and chia seeds. So broccoli, cauliflower, radishes, uh, Brussels sprouts, artichokes, kale, all of those, again, help your liver process hormones and fiber binds excess estrogens. This is for men too, pulls it out and um, also helps pull out estrogens from the gut. We do metabolize estrogens in the gut as well, not just the liver. So all of those are really beneficial. Um, I do, you know, if someone's detox pathways are really poor, often I'll put them on a good cruciferous concentrate uh, and some glutathione. Yeah, love the liver's most important yeah. antioxidant. So all of those are great. And then some magnesium glycinate at night to really take the
0: edge off anxiety and promote sleep and Mag-
1: regular bowel Magnesium
0: efforts. is a wonder drug. It's not even a drug. It's, it's the thing that's really changed my health i do the magnesium the bioptimizers magnesium breakthrough because it has seven yes. different kinds it doesn't it's have a great one it doesn't have magnesium threonate which is another one that i know is valuable because of the blood brain barrier but it yes. helps so much so for you know yes. I, i'm a thyroid patient so we're always constipated you know just all just know that if you know a thyroid if you have a thyroid member of the family she's constipated and the magnesium helps with that but then when and Dave Asprey says, you know, you get too much if you get party pants, you know, because all of a sudden you have this urgency. and yes. Urgency like none other. And then you back off your magnesium, so that's fine.
1: We call that sharding. Yes, it, it is.
0: It is. You never trust a farm. Never, never, right. <laughs> I had to tell my kids that at a young age. Um, that's right. One of the things parenting, I, one of my parenting tips never trust a fart <laughs> but um fart. so magnesium's good with the relaxation but w- tell me yeah. what's a good see I, this is why i never understand do you want to take cortisol in a capsule or do you not because I, I i my brain can't wrap around the fact if someone is adrenal insufficient are they taking cortisol yes. to help them or to help regulate it so you have it more in the morning and not in the evening yeah, well
1: you're rarely taking I mean in, in cases of severe, severe adrenal disease, you would you could take Cortef to to rebuild right your uh, cortisone, but that's really rare. Often, you know, if someone's severely deficient, you could take a glandular for a few months and add in Nutrients like licorice, which helps sustain the half-life of cortisol, and no people. I'm not talking Twizzlers. I'm talking herbal licorice. Right. Um, And again, uh, a B complex and adaptogenic herbs: ashwagandha, rhodiola, uh, you know, holy basil. That also helps really uh, support the adrenals, and of course, diet is really key. A lot of organ meats. Um, good quality fats, coconut oil, avocado, grass-fed butter, all of that. Um, fish oils, all of that cannot be underestimated either. But also, I want to say um, you want to look at if if someone's really adrenally depleted and they're kind of doing all the nutrient things and lifestyle and still not getting better, you do want to get ruled out for chronic stealth infections, either in the gut um, or uh lime mold chronic epstein-barr covid you know all of those have a huge impact on the adrenals and you're talking to a girl who used to have like a flat line of cortisol and now has a normal cortisol curve because i had chronic Lyme, i had mold i had epstein-barr i had h pylori you know and could not lift weights without crashing could only walk this was for you. I mean, this was until like a year ago, basically, for a long, long, long time. And so, um, you know, it really uh, getting getting those infections and toxins out of my system. How did you gave treat me, like, my that, life back?
0: H. pylori is very common. So, how did you treat that? To pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, hurt.
1: I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. Um, I have really good protocols in my practice. That I use that really break up biofilms and um, you know restore levels of hydrochloric acid in the stomach. You know hydrochloric acid is a great firewall, and so it really repairs a lot of dysbiosis and leaky gut and just keeps the bug population under control. Um, is that only <laughs> probiotics? It's
0: the only way you know you have H. pylori. Is it done through a biopsy of an, of your esophagus or your gut? Actually, you'd be in your gut. Through like an upper GI or is there's not a breath test for H. pylori like there is sibo right?
1: I don't think so. But what I use is the GI map oh, because no. a lot of people get biopsy. They'll do uh, an endoscopy and I get a biopsy, and the H. pylori doesn't show up, but it shows up in my stool samples because it's it's located either to the small intestine or in some cases the large intestine. So a lot of patients, you know, are, have challenged me and said, well, my doctor says I don't have it. I'm right. like, But it's here. It's rampant in your stool mm-hmm. test. Just because it isn't in one part of your pipes doesn't mean it's not in the other. Got it. You just have it located in different areas. So... Um it can be stubborn but I really do have a pretty high success rate treating it. Uh and sometimes I do have to treat 2 to 3 times myself included. Really? Um yeah how, just how did you know be really when, stubborn. How did you know when
0: you eradicated it then?
1: Cuz I retest. Okay. I do H pylori stool tests okay. until I see that they're gone. Okay. So you can get rid of it and then, you know, Lactobacillus is a really good preventer, as is um, hydrochloric acid. And really just restoring your digestive fire is what it's about. But any of those things. So back to the adrenal things, you know, look for underlying, look for the root of the root, right? If you're trying your diet and you're doing your supplements and you've really optimized your thyroid and you're still feeling exhausted, there's usually
0: nine times out of 10, there's something else cooking in you. And I would say SIBO is something I'm seeing very often with people of just the ones who say, I was fine until I had um, the greens at Thanksgiving or this, something that was very fibrous. And then they were like, I was in the bathroom all night or I had this pain. And then I start thinking, so that's the small intestine bacterial overgrowth. So what's the root cause of that one? Antibiotic use, sugar? Well, often
1: it's yeah, you look at SIBO in and of itself is not a primary diagnosis. That's why I don't do SIBO tests in my practice. It's secondary. So it's you want to look at the conditions that enabled SIBO to grow in the first place, which is often H. pylori. So H. pylori sets up camp and it it shuts off the production of stomach acid so that it can live as with you as its host quite comfortably. Once you turn the fire hose on, once you kill it off and then bring back hydrochloric acid, it's really hard to grow H. pylori and SIBO again. So um, again, with SIBO, it's, it's treating the H. pylori and dysbiosis and really crowding out with healthy, good amounts of probiotics, getting lots of red and blue concentrates. So those feed a bacteria in your gut called acromantia. And acromantia, for those of you who are struggling to lose weight, you know, it's very hard with low acromancia to lose weight. It's linked to obesity uh, and inflammation. Okay. So acromancia feeds on red and blue concentrates. So um, uh, pomegranate seeds, strawberries, raspberries, cherries, red apples, but um, blueberries. If you're not eating those, you can certainly take them in supplement form. There's a product called phytobiome, which is excellent, but um, and you can take uh, straight acromancia. There's a company, Pendulum Probiotics, and they make it, but you really have to take a lot more than listed on the bottle. And I don't have enough research to know if the Pendulum products work. So, diet is really key um, in replenishing your acromancia and really making sure, you know. Fiber variety in your diet is also key, like really rotating your fruits and vegetables seasonally. Don't just eat the same stuff every single
0: day. That also makes a very big difference in gut health. Do you eat the fruits out of season? Because you know, here we are in winter. All we we have some the winter squash and a few vegetables. I I can't think of any fruit. I mean I still eat blueberries year round yeah. because they're so good for your brain. I try to get organic obviously yeah. but you yeah, know, we're both in areas, I mean whether it's Arkansas or Connecticut, that there's no fruit in the winter. So what do you do about that?
1: Yeah, well I tend to do more citrus in the winter. I do pomegranate seeds, okay. which are in season now, which make me so oh, happy I okay. love them. Um I they're just so tart and wonderful. Um I do have uh clementines also. Oh, yes. Um, my mother-in-law ships up fruit from Florida. Yes. She'll ship up grapefruit and um, halo. or What are they that, called? It is a halo. They're these oranges that are cre- honey bells. Oh, honey she honey ships bell. up honey bells. Oh. Gel- she could I be mean, my dealer. Index.
0: She could totally be your yes. dealer. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yes. Because that is hard Pineapple.
1: To yeah, okay. Yes, pineapple is another good one. So you, you and yes, of course I, I still do berries, yeah. but less so in the winter. I'm just they tend to be very sour anyway. Um, so I really tend to focus more on winter
0: fruits. You know, what's crazy is that, um, I remember there was uh, the Broadway play. I think it was a Neil Simon and they wouldn't say the word cancer. They called it the C word. I can't remember. I think it was Neil Simon, but then I really think that there needs to be a Broadway play where it we talk about the M word and I know there have been some things on Broadway. There is menopause, the musical, That's right, menopause, the musical. That was it. I, my brain was going, I think there is one, but it's why. But my point in this is we have to have the arts point to the fact that we don't talk about it for us to talk about uh, it. Like what, why, it's why aren't people, why, why was I embarrassed for years that, I was going to go into menopause. Like, I didn't want to, I I didn't talk about it. I don't know why. I guess I thought it wouldn't afflict me. Yeah. So
1: culturally, it wasn't normalized. It's not even taught in medical schools. And why
0: is that? Because don't they know their women patients (sighs) will have this happen in her maybe 40s, but for sure her
1: 50s? It is so egregious. And, you know, um, my grandfather, he was a physician and he said to me when I was young, he goes, you know... The word hysterectomy is derived from you know hysteria the latin root and i was like oh, that's so horrible. That was so horrible like that is so so horrible yes. and i didn't even really understand what menopause was yeah. but you know women were just told they were crazy and put in mental hospitals and today it's really not so different women are either told you know good luck with that it's menopause yeah. or here's an antidepressant yeah. which. Yeah. Research does show it helps with hot flashes, but it's never going to replenish your hormones. Right. Um, or they're given a prescription for the pill or the IUD. And it's like, well, menopause isn't a birth control deficiency. Why, why are they
0: doing that? I don't understand that. I, I, I Women who are 50 you sit to before con- me and say, well, I'm on the pill. I go, you're on the pill at 50? Yeah. For, for
1: right. hormones. And worried about yeah. getting knocked out? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, some women can still get pregnant. Use birth control. and understand
0: menopause. I understand, ladies? but I'm saying I <laughs> don't come
1: to me saying you're, you're right. pregnant. But um, but yeah, it's just it's so egregious. I mean, medical studies are done on women and uh, pardon me on men and rats. They're not done on women. Mm-hmm. Number one, number two, there was that ridiculous study called the Women's Health Initiative that came out in the '90s that took women who were 10 years out of menopause and said, oh, I wonder what happens when we give them hormones derived from the urine of pregnant horses. Because gee, that's biocompatible
0: with a woman's body. Uh, I, right? I can't even believe this is still something that people are relying on. This is antiquated, yes. one-sided. Yes. I, I know they call it science, but I just call it somebody was bought and paid for. Somebody made a lot of money on this.
1: Well, I don't know how they made money, because then they scared the crap out of women and said, oops, Hormones cause heart disease, increase of uh, risk of blood clot and stroke. Oh, and so ridiculous. two generations of women were totally deprived of good men care. I remember my mom was on that Premarin and I said, get the hell off that mom. Like that is going to be really dangerous in the long run because she has a huge risk of uh, hypertension and stroke in her family. Um, so I was like, get the hell off that. But women weren't offered a better alternative. And so... Finally, in 2018 and 2022, the North American Menopause Society, and you can see this position paper at menopause.org, um, but they reversed this position paper and said not only is that data not true, that hormones do not cause cancer or increase the risk of stroke or heart attack, but that women can really benefit from early intervention, hormone therapy, and you know offset their risk of bone loss, osteoporosis, and Alzheimer's. Yes, cognitively, so so beneficial. Right, so beneficial. And you know, it's really the trio of estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. A lot of doctors will prescribe hormones, but they're missing the testosterone window. And the testosterone has a phenomenal effect on libido, cognitive function, mood, mental focus, heart health. So it's like, don't, forget testosterone that's also really really important and women are like oh my god i'm going to i'm going to grow hair on my face and lose it from my head nope. and it's like well if you're given too high of a dose yes but the dosage of bioidentical hormones or any hormone replacement should be about a fifth of the dose of the birth control pill these are low dose we oh. don't need a woman's body to start ovulating and getting pregnant, you just need enough of a baseline to prevent vaginal atrophy, urethral atrophy, and like UTIs and incontinence. Um, And again,
0: the aforementioned heart disease, Mm -hmm. Alzheimer's, bone loss. So So with you, with the pain you were having, was it a cyst or is it just something, a part of menopause that's causing you this discomfort?
1: Well, I'd love to know myself, but yeah, I can't right. even get an ultrasound for three more weeks. That's ridiculous. I think should have done an ultrasound then and there. And they were like, no, come back in three That's weeks. That's ridiculous. So right, what I'm going to start playing with, and I'll report back on my social media, is some castor oil packs um, and just see if I can't knock it out that way. Well, I
0: haven't. Because I'm, I'm so curious. Yes, I'm in my... Uh, we call it my studio because it's a shoe, you know, studio. It's my Your closet, studio. Yes. And so I oh I, I have to hide my castor oil packs because let me tell you people, I am a hottie in the bedroom at night. You know, I've often have maybe my retainer in. I've got a oh, castor nice. oil pack. I am. So that man desires 35 years of marriage and this is what he gets. But the That's truth right. is those castor oil packs, y'all are magical and they're good for your liver digestion all these things so and pelvic floor inflammation yes all these things and in fact it reminds me i forget to do it because it will leak if you're not careful it will leak on your clothes or on your i have white sheets and then it really looks like you sharted.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. It's Anal a leakage. So yes, it's a I'm going to look at, <laughs> there's a company, again, no financial ties. There's right, a company called Queen of Thrones. That's what mine is. Um, yes. That makes beautiful castor oil packs and you they're washable and you know, you can also just put a really small amount on directly your skin. You could also just put a little saran wrap over it. So, and then a heating pad to just enable oh, it to okay. penetrate better.
0: All right. That'd be and good. And that
1: can work too. So all these things um, we're but talking yeah, about. So I'm going to try the castor oil Yeah, for sure do that. I'm putting all, do all do. this
0: in show notes though. Your books. Yeah. The Queen of Thrones, the menopause.org. Um, Wild yeah,
1: Women, awesome. rock race, like Love all it. the
0: things. You are just a plethora of information. You were the I sleep around. Yeah, I I see that. You were the inquisitive one in school that raised her hand all the time and said, But what about you You know, it's gotten well,
1: the beauty of menopause, I'm sure you find this too, Lisa, is like you lose your filter and you're like, I just call things out a lot faster now because I'm like, I don't have time to waste and don't BS me. I don't have time for this and like you and I have a lot of women out there to help. And there's 6,000 women going into menopause every day. My inbox and my DMs are full every day really? of women mm-hmm. saying, can I please come work with you? I'm dying. I need help. I have like many month waiting list of people because there's just not enough support and resources for women out there. And it's not okay. No, we it's have to okay. do better for each other. Well, We have you. to do better for each other. I mean,
0: truthfully, thankfully- that we have people like you. And I thank you for devoting your life to this. So, cause it's, it's the commissary that we sometimes need of people saying, but we're gonna write your ship. I mean, we're, we're gonna get this back. It may be a little, it might be a little queen of thrones. It might be a mocktail. It might be, <laughs> I love your magician. I mean, it might be. My magician. I'm totally. We all need a magician. We have one in Little Rock and I'm totally calling her. Cause what I was starting to do was some Pilates <laughs> because they said there are some machines yes. in Pilates, the whatever that's called, the fancy machine. And they said that- The reformer? Yes, the reformer. That said that may help with some pelvic floor things, but no, I'm going straight yes. to the source. I'm, I'm going to go to, there's a there are a couple of magicians in Little Rock that I know of. So um, No, but don't give up the Pilates either, because okay. I do that weekly
1: for pelvic floor therapy okay. too. And it really, you know what it's done? It's like it also, like if you find you're having a lot of lower back pain, if you release your pelvic floor, it releases the back pain. So it's all, it's all tied in
0: to, so however you work your body, you know, it's all beneficial. Well, you mentioned one thing, I, the magician I'm thinking of, these pelvic floor girls in Arkansas, it's, I, I forget, it's Arkansas pelvic floor therapy or something. They said, yes. we're the people that you can talk about. We talk about poop all the time. Yeah. And no one re- people don't realize they're not thinking of the anatomy to go, oh, the so and so's connected to the so and so's connected to. And it all, when you're right. talking about just the vaginal for- floor therapy, how it's connected and how it can provide you with the security that you're not going to short, <laughs> or the security that you you're going to hold your pee in when you laugh.
1: You're not going to pee yourself. Yes. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, considering, I don't know if you saw that New York Times article, it's like most people don't even know where the clitoris is. Women included don't even know. So something? pelvic yeah. floor therapies also, people are like, huh? Yeah. What is no. that? So, and and GYNs don't recommend it either. And so if you've had, this is what my magician taught <laughs> me, if you've had an episiotomy, yeah. Right? You're much, like me, I did, you're much more likely to suffer with incontinence if you don't handle that pelvic floor situation. So do the
0: C-section people then, they don't have the TTing when you cough or sneeze or jump on a trampoline then, right?
1: You know it depends on the person i think because you can your pelvic floor can weaken in oh, pregnancy yeah, too yeah because you have all that relaxing right. I see it. yeah going so and if you're someone who likes to like power pee because you just don't have a lot of time yeah. for it to flow out like that can weaken your pelvic floor oh. if you're someone who's had um painful sex right if sex is painful it's not supposed to hurt that's usually pelvic floor oh. issues so, and we've just normalized suffering for women. We've normalized leaking. We've normalized painful sex. We've normalized peeing six times a night. Yeah. like, yeah. Ha- And just like, oh, well that's just the way it is. No, it is not no. the way it is. Like that is madness. No, I told so my husband- So we're gonna reverse this. I told my
0: husband once when I first started peeing in the middle of the night that I had an enlarged prostate. Cause that's the only time I'd ever heard about it was with men. I don't have a prostate. Exactly. Uh, so, and men,
1: by the way, can use pelvic floor therapy too. Men can leak and have incontinence um, and prostate
0: issues, and men need pelvic floor therapy as well. Well, Esther, you are a delight, a wealth of information, and beautiful inside and out. Thank you for what you do for women, posting all this, putting all the all the things in the show notes, looking up glutamine powder when I when we are off this call, <laughs> and I love everything you're doing. So. And so if people do want to get in touch with you, I guess they'll just reach out via DM or your website. Yeah. So first of all, I have an offer
1: for your listeners, okay. which is in February, I'm doing a live event virtually. And so uh, if you go to esterblumcom forward slash menopause, you get access to my book. You get uh, my Happy Hormone Cocktail Guide, and you get a VIP ticket to my event. Okay, well, I'm doing that when so I up, not So not going to want to miss that. Right. And then come to hang with
0: me on Instagram at Gorgeous Esther. Yes, and I do, and that's how I see all your, you've got great social media. <laughs> oh, that's so right. good job, and thank, thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Lisa. What a treat to be with you today.
0: Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com.